We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey guys, it's Watt Harris here with another Panther Rants podcast. It's Tuesday morning driving. The uh, Houston weather is starting to rear its ugly head. It's, uh, you know, we were blessed with 70s, mid 80s weather. Now the 90s, 100s is coming, which is a shame, but that's just part of life living here. Whereas I can deal with wacky weather in Pittsburgh where it rains every day and then humid as hell and it rains every day. Oh well. Speaking of that, uh, the Penguins got eliminated by the Capitals by a series of four games of two. And, um, you know, like I said before on, on Twitter, <clears throat> excuse me, this team obviously deserves your praise. They had one hell of a run, two titles in a row. Third one's just hard to do. And they tried. It just in the end they just didn't have it. But uh three you know, two titles back to back titles. Not to mention you got a a modern facility, you got better ownership. So I don't I don't think I don't see the penguins are gonna be down for that long. They'll be back. In fact, they really weren't down. They're not really down. I mean, they were. They just got. You know, they're just out. Not a title this year. But if you look at you know the last thirty years, no team, no pro pro team in the, in the in Pittsburgh has given more back to its fans than the Penguins have, as far as winning titles. In fact, they've. Probably should have won more than five. You know, Doran Lemieux. I mean, Lemieux. I mean, when Lemieux was there, probably in the 90s, Lemieux should have at least four titles. Obviously, the ones that stick out were 1993 and 96, 97. Or no, 95, 96. 96, 97 was a disaster. But, um, knife, you know, those were. Two years that stick out. And as far as Crosby's errors go, he's has he has three tiles, probably has should, should have won more. People are, I guess are pointing out 2010-2015 and because you know Flurry, I guess, was the goalie and And of course Flurry's still in the playoffs and people are pissed, but 
you know, it's just one of those things where the Rangers had Mike Richter and they, they decide to let John Van Beesbrook go. Richter was younger and had a lot ahead of him. They won a cup with him. The Beezer still, you know, he, it wasn't like the Beezer was chopped liver. He was a little older. But both were really good and they stuck with Richter and Beezer went to Florida and Beezer tore it up with the Florida Panthers. I mean, their first two years, they barely missed the playoffs because he literally kept them in those games. And it, it was an awesome sight to see until they developed the, the stupid trap. And hockey was a lot worse off because of that. Because you had the trap. And then you had all the obstruction crap that uh, the NHL just let... Uh, Just uh, let go, pretty much. Because at one at one point, hockey was really popular. Its popularity was getting much bigger, and and the NHL kind of screwed that one up. And, you know, a lot. Of, you know, it was you know we had the obstruction where play, pretty much players were getting, you know where players were pretty much getting dry humped. Anytime I got the puck. But, um, then we had the strike. Some teams are pretty much were almost in danger of folding. Pens obviously offloaded their roster, and that worked out for them because they had the dumb salaries that worked out, and eventually they drafted Crosby, and the rest is history. But um, let's get away from that for a while because I just went on our big rant about that. Well. Marcus Carr announced that he's transferring to Minnesota, which is I found to be odd, but maybe there he'll be the guy. But it just I just find a lot of these going to a program that's probably worse, more worse off than Pitt is. But the guy had all these offers. I mean, he had Michigan. I think Ohio State was interested. I believe he had those two guys and he picks Minnesota which I found to be odd but you know what it's his college career not mine not our not anyone else's so whatever bye but we're still waiting for Malik Ellison to uh, make his decision and I don't expect him to make it anytime soon. I really hope that we are recruiting over him because it's a waste of time. 
and we'll move on. So, the main topic of this uh, podcast was to talk about Pitt Panthers in the draft. There's obviously a lot of uh, a wealth of players here. From 2000 to 2005, you had guys like Pink Petit, Ramon Walker, Brian Knight, Gerald Hayes, Larry Fitzgerald, Andy Lee, Brandon Myrie, Antonio Bryan, Kevin Barlow. Pitt obviously had a wealth of players. Oh, we got more. Shante Spencer, Tory Cox. I mean, I mean, the list just goes on and on. I mean, it's amazing. But obviously, Hank Petit, he went pro. He he tended to go pro after the. Uh, Ninth season, and really his uh, really he's known for the last game at the River Stadium for the, for the Steelers when he ran the punt return back for a touchdown, and pretty much Petit was more special teams. He never really made caught on as a in the secondary, found himself really out of the Steelers organization. Did the Pages did pick him up, but that was about it. Yeah, Ramon Walker was picked from the Texans and played a few, played a few seasons, but never really caught on as a starter. And that was that. There was Kevin Barlow. Kevin, um, you know, he fell in the draft. There was the expectation was he was going to get picked high, and he fell. Obviously, he wasn't too happy about that, but he obviously had some maturity issues because Wall had to bench him a few times. But um, he shared carries with uh, Frank Gore at the Niners, and he even had a thousand-yard season. Then went to the Jets and fell apart. And Steelers picked him up, and he didn't really make a train camp. And that was pretty much the end of his career. Uh, Tony O'Brien was a pop was a. Um, Big discussion, I remember, on Panther Lair at the time because the Steelers picked him, I think, picks before the Cowboys picked Bryant. And people, Steelers fans got pissed on, not Steelers fans, Pitt fans were pissed off the Steelers didn't pick him. And I remember getting into an argument on, on Panther Lair about it. That if you knew Bryant's history, which the Steelers probably did, the reason is we're going we're gonna to pick somebody like Bryant. It's just, at the time, that's just not how, how they did it. They go and pick um, Antoine Randall instead. And if you look, and if you look how that ended up, they made the right pick because Randall made the uh, big throw in the Super Bowl. And you know, they, they Steelers needed more of a slot guy, and that's what. Randall I can do and there was more with Randall you could do than Cooter Bryant. Randall could turn punts. He could play quarterback if needed. There was a lot you could do with him. 
that worked out. Whereas, if, you know, if Bryant... The Steelers had already had Heinz Ward and uh, Plaxico Burris. So, Bryant wasn't was beating either, either one of those guys out for playing time. Those were pretty much set in stone, those two. And, you know, Bryant didn't have a bad career. He could have had, I thought he could have had a much better one if he would have kept it together. By the time he finally got it, he got hurt. But he had some, there were some really good seasons he had. You know, just a really talented guy. It just didn't work out. I think he had one really good year with Tampa Bay, and I guess he got pissed off that they franchised him because he wanted a big contract. And, you know, you can't blame him for that. I think it's one thing that's frustrating. I mean, Levy Bell is dealing with it now, where these players want to cash in, and, of course, they, then, they, then they get franchised, and they get that one-year deal. And it's a lot of money, but a lot of them want those long-term deals where they get all those incentives, bonuses, and, what, and whatnot. Of course, uh, the big notable is from this, you know, 2000-2005, you get Larry Fitzgerald. He'll be a Hall of Famer. Andy Lee's had a long-ass career as a punter. I don't see him going to the Hall of Fame because he's a kicker, but still, the guy's had a long career. Hell of a punter for Pitt. But as far as being as far as being the whole wide receiver you think Pitt pretty much just Brian and Fitzgerald really that's about it. You know nobody else else really stood out from uh, that time. Defensively, you know you you had guys like uh, Shawnee Spencer had a decent career. Green got a long term. Green got a big contract with the 49ers, I believe. Torrey Cox played by four seasons. Gerald Hayes played by between, I think around six or seven seasons for the Cardinals. So, you know, Brian Knight, I think, played, I think, a few, maybe like two years. I think Claude Harry was drafted, but he, you know, I don't even think he even made it out of the train camp. And not much out in, you know, what being the QB guru he was, nobody really got picked. I think I think Rutherford was an undrafted free agent and spent some time with Carolina. So that's about it. And of course, there's Chris Wilson who played for the KC for a few years. So yeah, good crop of guys. All right. So we go from you know from 2005 on to 2010. We get the once we got pretty much the once that era. Some big notables here. Obviously, running back was a big thing for Dave, as you had Lashawn McCoy, Dion Lewis, and of course you have Larod Stevens. The Rod spent some time with Arizona, and he played about four years, three or, three or four years, and then he was a kick returner, and he, you know, whatever they needed for him, a third down back, they gave him work. 
he got the Steelers, he got hurt, and that was the end of his career. Deshaun McCoy is probably going to see Canton eventually. Does he run for? Does he hit ten thousand yards this year? And if he can stay healthy, he may run for a lot more. It's just he's on a bad Buffalo. He got dealt to a bad franchise, and really, all I could do at this point is just pile your stats up. Deion Lewis bounced around. And uh, ended up with New England because they were able to fix him up a little bit because the big issue with Lewis was his ball control. He kept fumbling. But they got worked out and he made some, got some Super Bowl rings. But um, offensive line, two notables. There was Jason Pinkston. Well, actually, a bunch of them. Jason Pinkston. I think he could he could have had a long career if it wasn't for the blood clots. And a really good career. Uh, Jeff Otal was a number one was a first round pick, and he played two seasons. Got hurt, then got hurt, and then was never the same player. And he had dealt. He was drafted from Carolina, and then traded to the Jets years later, and. And he's never been hurt from since. I mean, last you can't even find him on social media anywhere. Last last I heard we heard from him was some kids are partying in the in a house. I guess that was in his name that they he abandoned. Mike McGlynn played by eight seasons, and I guess uh, he's been you know, he's hasn't played in a few years, but uh, he had a nice little career. Charles Spencer, he played two seasons. Of course, he he got hurt as well. There was a lot of a big thing for you know big things for him, and he just never could never recover. Obviously, another notable is Dar- Darrell Rebus, first round pick, and I think um, he'll he'll eventually get in the Hall of Fame. I, don't, I just don't think he'll be first ballot because his career ended so abruptly. Um, he had a bad, his last year with the Jets was bad because he was out of shape and not to mention he just he loved playing around with his contract deals and I think he pissed off too many people with that <coughs> to a point nobody would sign him and Kansas City took a flyer on him uh, you know, of course you had the, you have Jabal Sheard He's had a you know, pretty long career and pretty productive career. You know, from Cleveland to uh, New England, now to the Colts. Let's not forget HB Blades and Clint Sessions. Or is it Session one or two? I don't know. HB uh, Blades played about at least three or four years for the Skins, but he never really got to that full time role. Uh, Session, he had a, you know, he. Did pretty well with the Colts and got a big deal with the Jaguars and then got heck some concussions and and his career just died after that, which is a shame because he you know he obviously wasn't all that great with this you know, with Pitt. I mean he had flashes but he just never had it. But it seemed like with the Colts he just he really picked up. I mean he thrived in that defense. 
Greg Romeus, he got hurt his final year, and that was that. If he, if, if he doesn't get hurt, he's probably a badass in the, in the league because he was a badass in the uh, in college football. And as we cycle through the players, because there's a bunch of them, I guess some other, you know, some other notables we have are Tommy Campbell and Joe Flacco. Although they left Pitt. I think Tommy's playing in the CFL now and Flacco's, uh, Flacco's hit the point of his career where he, uh, they, they drafted somebody to replace him eventually because, you know, he's getting up there. So Flacco's pissed off and so he won't talk to the new guy. And we venture on from like 2010, 2011 on. Obviously, some other notables. Big notable is Aaron Donald, which is better and better every year. I mean, he's wreaking havoc. And he's doing his stuff like training with knives, which was a joke, obviously. They weren't knives were real, but still, it was funny. Uh, TJ Clemmings. Was supposed to be a first round pick and injury sent him back, but he's still in the league. He's playing. Tom Savage. He got drafted, I think, fifth round. And obviously, the Texans decided they were going to move on from Savage when he drafted Watson. And I can't blame him for that. Savage just never really um, got it. I mean, the guy trained and prepped a lot, but other than that, he just never really. Anytime you saw him on the field, it looked like he. It was like his first time start ever playing. So, what could have been a big, th- you know, where he could have landed some some money, he ends up playing a million dollar deal with the Saints for one year. expect him to make a training camp. Yeah, Devin Street, who was really good and great, really great senior year, but he just never really picked it up in the pros either. Tyler Boyd, he had a really good first year with the Bengals and had a lot of uh, off-field issues in the you know the second year, and of course got passed up as well. The, the jury's still on on him right now, but I you know I, I didn't see Tyler Boyd having the career like Larry Fitzgerald had. You know I thought he'd be I think I thought he would have a productive career, which is not what we expected with you know, what we saw Fitzgerald. So I mean if you look at, if you look at the if you look at the group. There's a lot more guys that I, I, I probably haven't covered because they just, you know, career-wise, they just re- really didn't do much. And I'm sure there's probably one. There's probably one or two up there I just really forgot about. They're they're just lurking and I have not mentioned. But um, 
you obviously saw some Nate Bynum and Thorne Dickerson. Nate played a few years, but he was more of a blocking tight end. And Doran played about two seasons. I remember when he I remember when he came to the, to the Texans. They thought he was uh, young Andre Johnson. And I don't think he really. I think he just was a special teams player. Really, that was about it. <coughs> What's odd is, you know, Savage pretty much was the only, you know, I think he was the only quarterback that was, that's been drafted out of this crop. Oh, never mind. Hold on. I forgot one from that, from that crop. Nathan Peterman. Who the, who the Bills drafted. And they're trying to move on from, obviously, when they got Josh Allen. I feel bad for Peterman, but because he obviously wasn't ready, and they threw him at a time when it was when it was a middle of a playoff hunt, and then you had people on Twitter complain that well, why why they replacing Tyron Taylor? He has twelve he has twelve touchdown passes and five picks, and I think they were like in week ten. That's why they replaced him. Because they needed some spark on offense like quarterback. And they weren't getting it from Tyrod Taylor. And of course, these same clowns that bitched about this. They were never to be found when that playoff game happened. Where it was disastrous. But he's with Cleveland now. And I think he could be productive. Like, like, like an Alex Smith or Case Keenum. If he just had the talent around him. Do it. So we'll see. But I mean, if you look at the the whole entire crop of players, it's pretty much well represented. I think some glaring thing things for the Walt Harris there was, from, you know, from two thousand on was there was a lot was the lack of offensive linemen. I mean, well, you had Brian Anderson and Rapatini, but their careers never really took off. The Wani era, it was a mixed bag. I mean, three three running backs. Wide receivers, not much to talk about. I mean, there was Jonathan Baldwin who got drafted in the first round. But he played two years and that was it. He or maybe three years, I think it was. He just he was a bust. Just a case of a really good college career and just it just didn't transit the pros. You know, it happens. Same with Devin Street as well. And, you know, this later group, it's, it's been a mixed bag of players. And There's also James Conner as well, drafted last year, but he got hurt, and I'm not sure if Conner's going to have a, you know, a Hall of Fame career. I mean, he'll be. I think he'll be productive. But I just don't see him playing too long. In fact, I'd rather see him live long than anything. Live long than anything else. So, and of course, with this new group, which is you know Brian O'Neill and Jordan Whitehead and Avanti Maddox, we're going to wish for long, you know, for longer, long, productive careers for these guys as well. 
but you know, if you look at the, I know I looked at the Boston Pit players drafted, and I was surprised. I mean, Pitt's got a lot of representation here, and you know, obviously it's a big, it's a selling point. They're gonna have possibly four Hall of Famers in this class, you know, in these any recent years, because you know with. Fitzgerald is going to be obviously first ballot. I have no doubt about that. Revis will eventually get in. McCoy's going to get in. And Eric Donald, if he keeps up what he's doing, stays healthy, he'll have four guys going in. So... There's obviously a lot to feel good about here. And, um, who knows? One, one person, we, we, you know, I, I haven't, you know, I said had a decent career so far has been Jabal Sherrod. He could be Canton-worthy as well. Who knows? Depending on how things go. But anyways, guys, that was pretty much the whole premise of this whole thing. I'm, I'm glad I actually uh, waited because... I did this podcast on the way home, and I really jumbled up the years of players drafted, and I figured, why not just do it in sections where I'm not trying to get dates and crap exact, and I'm just fumbling over myself. But, uh, anyways, guys, it's Tuesday. Enjoy the rest of your week. Hello, Pit. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.